I'm Jessica. I'm Sonia. And I'm Marie. And we are Opinionated Lushes. Like our name says, we drink too much and have an opinion on everything. Once a week, we get together to drink and talk shit. We start our episodes off with a question and a drink word. We usually never stay on topic or wait for the drink word to start drinking. So go ahead, grab a drink, any kind of drink, and get ready to laugh with us and share our drunken opinions. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Books and Booze, where us lushes invite on some indie authors and we get to talk about them, uh, about their books while they get to do a little reading for us and we get to sit back and do our favorite thing, drink. I'm going to pass it to Dawn so that she can introduce this week's author. Hi, everyone. And I want to welcome Rose. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me, guys. No problem. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been writing, where you're from, um, anything you want to tell us? Well, I'm an author from the U.S. Uh, East Coast, and I've been writing for over 10 years, I'd say. Um, and I, I just I started with an idea uh, of a story, and I was going to school. I was a new mom. And I think it was like a release, a kind of restart the story, you know? Um, yeah. And there wasn't anything really exciting going on in my life. So I sort of created <laughs> the excitement um, with the You do what you got to do. Right. <laughs> I mean, you guys, your moms too, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, that's why we do this podcast. It's our release. <laughs> yeah. And you need it. You know, it's, it's so easy to just lose your... I don't know, your sense of fun and adventure because um, you get wrapped up in, in enjoying that or creating those moments for your kids and you don't really focus on it for yourself, you know? Yeah, your so, entire identity writing. devolves. And then um, I like I started off, uh, I was an accounting student, I think when this when the my Emerald Raven series first hit and the character is also an accounting student. Um, I think a lot of us authors tend to, you know, write, you know, some of our ourselves into the stories. I don't think you can get away with it, you know, getting get away from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to tell and, us what, um, about what you're reading today, reading for us today? Oh, yeah. So I'm reading um, the first episode of uh, Avella and Amazon started this. Kindle Vela platform for serialized fiction, which I I've just found out um, they're only offered in the U.S. 
best right now, but I'm mm-hmm. hoping that, you know, some of my Canadian readers and friends and, and people from other countries can, you know, put some pressure on them and say, hey, we want this. Um, because serialized fiction is popular pretty much everywhere besides the U.S., so it's kind of bizarre that they would limit it. Um, but I guess maybe we're just the guinea pigs right now. I don't know. Yeah, I, I really so want I'm, um, Bella, and it's just so hard here to get it in Canada. Like, you just can't. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. Well, hopefully they open it up soon, you know, to the rest of the world. But this, um, my first Vela is called The Blood Crux, and it's a a vampire, like, romantic suspense. Um, And you'll find most of my stories are romantic fiction, always with some suspense thrown in. Um, So this, you know, this is just getting into, most of my stuff is contemporary um, and this was my first foray into like adding a supernatural element. Um, I'm going to read off the drink words so that I can mute my mic so you don't hear all my slurping as oh, I drink. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the drink words are book, Lucifer, and joy. Okay. So book, Lucifer, and joy. So I'm going to mute my mic and then you can start as you need. She couldn't imagine a duller way to die. After living a life brimming with enough tales to satisfy even the most world-weary of travelers, it seemed cruel to bring it to a close with something as mundane as a fall down the stairs. At least, that's what the woman told herself as she snapped the novel closed, flicking it onto the bedside table. She frowned. It was getting harder and harder to find a book with a good ending. The humming sounds of her disapproval rang out in the near-empty room. Looking at the stacked boxes lining the walls, she leaned back against the headboard and groaned. Where was an unpacking crew when you needed one? Ever since she'd lost her only daughter and downsized into this quaint craftsman just outside the city's boundaries, she'd felt herself sinking further into darker moods. She'd never been one to wallow in the mucks, which is why everyone called her joy. At least they used to. Feeling resolute, Joy inched her legs across a large rose-patterned quilt and searched for her slippers. She ignored the tributaries of pain coursing through her joints as her toes curled around first one and then the other before sliding them onto her feet. A sigh of pleasure escaped at the memory foam softness. She walked over to her writing desk and grabbed the robe slung over the chair, sinking her arms into it before firmly tightening the soft tie around her waist. Now where is that pesky cat, she mused, perusing the room. If she didn't find Lucifer now, he'd show up in the worst place possible, more than likely underfoot. Lucy, she crooned, slapping her leg. Mama's getting some milk. Would you like some too? It was their nightly ritual, one she hoped would help acclimate the finicky cat to his new surroundings. Since their first night in the house, He'd been more absent than present, playing his own game of hide-and-seek. A faint meow sounded in the distance. Joy's eyes glanced toward the door. She'd never heard Lucy use such a pitiful tone before. What's the matter? Having a hard time getting to know our new house? She made her way into the hallway, flicking lights on as she passed them. Things will seem better in another week or two. You'll see, dear boy. She stopped walking, pausing to listen. Lucifer's mewlings continued, and her frown grew deeper. If she didn't know better, she'd think he was hurt. 
After shuttling her way forward again, she glared at the flight of steps before her. She'd been adamant about not wanting them, but relented after taking her realtor's advice. There, at the base, Lucifer lay, a black and white blob on the floor. He turned away from her, contorting into something resembling a fuzzy doorstep. There you are. What are you doing, lazing around this cold floor when I have a perfectly respectable place for you on the bed? Holding onto the banister, she made her way down the stairwell, step after precarious step. She couldn't wait until the motorized chair was installed later in the week. Lucifer stopped stretching long enough to glance back at her, his bottle-brushed tail flicking in time with her plodding footsteps upon the wood. When she'd made her way down the first few steps, she looked down at him and shook her head. Come on, silly head, she coaxed. I'll even give you a treat since I uprooted your entire cat existence. It's the least I could do. Just don't expect me to... Joy gasped, her foot catching on something solid, tripping her before clattering down the stairs. She lost her grip on the railing, her hand finding open air as she fell away from it. A scream of terror erupted from her lips at the sudden realization she was about to die seized her. There would be no surviving a fall from this height. It was impossible. What was about to happen was already set in motion, looming and unavoidable. Falling forward, her head connected solidly with the first step creating a ringing in her ears that barely registered as her body bounced against the remaining 10. When her battered form finally stopped its hellish descent, she was shocked to find she was still conscious, welcoming the numbness that set in. Surely it was better than the pain, and much less than what she'd feared in such a fall. Joy lay on her back, breathing deeply. Her head faced the stairs, eyes staring up and focusing on an object resting on the first step. As her vision cleared, she recognized it as a book. The red edges told her it was the book she tossed onto her nightstand. Somehow, it lay perfectly straight, its pages resting face down as if she'd laid it there herself. Lucifer meowed his distress, walking over to her and sniffing at the growing halo of blood pulling around her head. Joy smiled even as her vision faded. Wouldn't her daughter laugh at such a dull ending? So that that was the first episode. Pretty much awesome. the prologue. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's definitely like suspenseful. Also, I love a yeah. cat named Lucifer. That's awesome. <laughs> right? I mean, it, it, it reminded me. Once. <laughs> of course you did, Don. Of course. I have a son named Damien, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. That's almost at the target. <laughs> How long does it take you to write a book about, do you think? The first one took me nine years. The second (laughs) one, I think, took, it was a matter of months. I know it was less than a year, maybe eight months. And now it just depends because, like, I found with each book, more ideas are popping in, excuse me, into my head. And sometimes, like, like this uh, the blood crux, it wouldn't shut up. Like it just, it just kept coming for me. And I have, I still have to write the final book in my Emerald Raven series, which is like a contemporary spy romance series. And um, that's going to be coming out in spring of 2024. But in the meantime, I, I really, I, I just couldn't get this out of my head. And I said, I got to put it down now or I'll forget about it. Um, and then I came up with the idea of why not, just put a little bit out at a time so I can still finish 
the other projects I already had, you know, going on. So it, it's worked out. You're not That's- the first author to have said like their first book took them like a decade, but then since then they right. can't stop writing. It's always, it's kind of like that, mm-hmm. uh, like the you first know, the- hurdle. Yeah, it's like once you do it, it's like, oh, yeah, well, of course I can do it. And then you just keep doing it better, faster, harder, stronger. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted um, Bella too, right? So I could just start like publishing, like going that route before actually self-publishing. Mm-hmm. And then like it's not obviously available in Canada. So then I thought about like Wattpad. But then I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. So it's just, ah. Uh... It's the struggle bus. Dawn's in the 10 years of writing her first book currently. Yep. <laughs> We're oh, in really? year one of 10. So cool. here we go. Yeah. What made you choose the genre um, that you picked? I think the story just kind of like shaped itself, you know, and then I just said, okay, well, this story is, is this, um, but I'm realizing I'm going to be a multi-genre writer or at least sub-genre. Um, I'm also working on a, a Cinderella retelling, but Ooh. Cinder is a man. So oh. I'm kind of like all over, which they tell you not to do, but I have plans of writing as many books as I can. So hopefully I'll just, you know, like just have lists of things. Oh, if you like this type here, if you like this type there. No, that's that makes really sense. cool. Yeah. I think that's like, I think you're the first author that's really like, uh talked about branching out a lot of a a lot of people seem to like find a niche and stay there stick with it yeah they don't um wander off the path right they stick to what they know um but it's good i think it's great to just go out of your element and like go all over the place Yeah. yeah i think it's one of the advantages of being um you know an indie author is that we don't have to fit into those tight little boxes that the traditional publishers make their authors um you know like conform to exactly it's like that for like uh all indie art i think music books movies it's like because you don't have like this overarching investor company that you know you have to follow their rules you get a little bit more freedom in that which is one reason we do this series because we want to get more indie names out there uh, so one question we always like to ask is, do you have any advice for writers out there? Because as we said, Dawn's trying to finish her first book. So we always like to hear from published authors, like any advice they, they have to give. Um, well, I know a lot of authors have success with KU. Um, that hasn't been the case for me. And I know part of that is because um, like my covers don't really conform to you know, you know, the the romance kind of genre books where a lot of them are the half-naked guy on there. Um, my, my books have flowers on them, you know? Actually, so, the flower thing is, like, taking off. As long as it's, like, a black dark, like a black background and then you have flowers, that's a lot yeah. of books these days now instead of the naked male chest. It's yeah, starting. Mine, I think mine were a little brighter like I, I mean I have a few here I mean they're they're kind of unusual like they're this one's like a Hawaiian oh it's like illustrated you know? like it's like the cartoon look that's also another thing that's like starting painted. to come in yeah. yeah and then this was the newest one oh. so that I think I'm seeing like some of those 
Um, but then I went completely off of that. And the first two books I combined in this one, in Uncovering Raven, and I put a man on here, but you know, no <laughs> naked chest. I, I think his face is, you know, it's enough to look at. It's pretty cute. <laughs> He's a good looking guy. Model I met is Tim Zawi, I think he goes by, like most of his um, social media is, and, and he was great. Like everything was done, you know, he's in Germany. We did everything online. Um, he sent me this that I, and then um, the cover designer was able to work with it, so. That's cool. So like you like cool found someone. Yeah, you found someone for the pictures. I've seen uh, a few covers yeah. where I think they just like purchase the pictures. They you do. Know, there's a from, lot like, of like, stockpiling. Yeah. Like a lot of people will buy. And like a lot, there's now yeah. duplicate covers out there of like the exact same people in pose, just different backgrounds in the back. But it's like, I, I don't like that. I don't like when they do that because then, you know, you get confused. You're like, which book mm -hmm. is this now? Yeah. So it's good that yours is like completely unique right. and totally you. Yeah. Well, I, I think like I have done most of the mock-up myself. Canva. Canva. I don't know if you use Canva, but I think a lot of authors um, and other member use, uses Canva. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say is Version? the hardest thing about being an author? So I would say getting outside your, you, I'm sure you've heard of syndrome. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I haven't had like a tremendous amount of that, but that's probably because I'm, I'm older and I've gone through multiple careers now. So, um, I mean, I told you like I was a floral designer for, for mm -hmm. over a decade. Then I got into accounting. I worked my way up into corporate accounting. And then it was like um, the company I worked for was going through, you know, issues and I was staying home with my kids pandemic hit and it was like okay I'm going to finish this book and put it out um and that's just what I've been doing for the past couple years but um I don't know I guess the hardest part is getting out of your own head and realizing that you're you don't have to please everyone you're not going to please everyone and that's okay do what what feels good to you that's, That's good, good advice. What What about what do you do for marketing? I know marketing tends to be a big issue for like indie whatever because you don't have you know. So like, what do you do as an indie author for marketing? Just social media specific, and any favorite social? media? I just media? like check my books, people. <laughs> Here, read my book. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Um, I'm going to do that, I'm too. On, I'm just going to shove all the, like, like, the Bible. Did you just, oh. Don, did you just say you're going to shove it at them like the Bible? I'm on yes. TikTok. <laughs> you know, like how Mormons go door to door and then they're like, read our Bible. Like, that's yes. what I'm going to do. <laughs> just start slipping it in people's bedside table. <laughs> oh Make a motel a deal. Yeah, it's a it's a marketing plan of mine now. That's it. I'm writing this down. <laughs> I mean, the Bible is like the most sold book in the world, or something exactly. like that. So they must be doing something right. If I have to start my own church, I will. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's true. The Church of Slut, come join. <laughs> okay, but you were saying TikTok, <laughs> like. 
Well, I just, I, I'm like, I, I feel well, like a lot of the yeah. indie authors that have been on here are big on TikTok, and now with like the risk of like the U.S. like shutting TikTok down, there it's like there's I'm I'm worried about the indie market being hit. You know, I don't think it's gonna happen. To be honest, I don't think. Yeah, what, you know, and- I'm, like I think it's 150 million U.S. residents have TikTok. Like that's half of the United States. You cannot take that away from half of your country. Like you're going to get an uproar. <laughs> could you imagine a civil war over TikTok? Like that it, it could happen. It seems a little rough. <laughs> it's all social media, right? Like it's an addiction. I like it it's but it's a ne- it's necessary. It is though. It it really is. Um I do have a question like I I mean <laughs> I I know nothing about like writing i'm not an author i read a lot but i don't like write (laughs) anyway um so uh when it comes to like (laughs) editing like do you have an like do you hire an editor did you in the beginning i've actually hired um so i I, i've had um i'd say three editors um i work with one now for the blood crux and he's new to me um but then I worked. I worked with two other editors for my my regular books, and one of them is also an author herself. Um, so Kate Seeger, she's amazing, <laughs> um, and Emma Moylan is the other one, uh, the other editor that I worked with, and she's great. And you know, some of them you can find on Fiverr. I'm sure a lot of you know people talked about that. I don't know if you've ever used them for. I, I've used Fiverr anything, for other things. They yeah. Have some wonky people on there too. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful with anything, right? Like you get what you pay like, for. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I hired uh, I hired two people to do Oh my gosh. Um the first one the interpretation of one of my characters. I couldn't like I played in fire the character and we like neither one of us could stop laughing you know i said this is not the reaction i wanted you know for this this story oh no so yeah <laughs> but you know that it's 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 an artist you know we we all we're all artists we all have visions in our head and it's not always easy to interpret someone else's vision so yeah um, I ended up not going with anyone. I was at like 500 bucks that I will never get back, but it's what it is. Uh, lesson oh, no. learned. <laughs> Expensive. Damn. One. Yeah, that's, that's a pricey <laughs> lesson. Mm-hmm. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Who is your favorite author? Oh, my goodness. Um, That's a tough one. I have forever (laughs) been... A King lover, um, Barbara, Co- who's no longer with, and I love Jude Devereaux. She's awesome too. Nice, nice. Have you met? Have you ever met like uh, a famous author before? Did you? I, I find like a lot of the authors we've had on here have, and that you know inspired them or whatever. <laughs> um, have you ever like met an author or just like other indie authors? I guess. I heard it's like a community anyway. Um, yeah, I think it's always been, um, I'm trying to think if I've, I've met, yes, I have met authors and no, it was, it was nobody that I, I think had ever read before. So (laughs) what about you guys, your favorite authors? Oh God, my list goes on. Um, I'm really into indie authors. I'm not really into, um, traditional published anymore. But if I was to be in traditional published, um, I think Kelly Armstrong was one of my favorites. I have her whole series of books. Um, The first one's called Bitten, and she's Canadian. Um, And it's all like werewolves, vampires, warlocks. It's a whole series. There's um, 15 books. Um, So traditional published, she would be my favorite. And indie, ho, ho, the list is huge. So dark romance. I like Penelope Douglas. Um, I like Chantal Tessier. I actually arc read mm-hmm. for her. Ashley Jade, I've arc read for her. Cool. Who I want to arc read for is Angel Lawson and Samantha Rue. They have the fourth um, university series. Jennifer Hartman. That, like, okay, so Jennifer Hartman's book, <laughs> Still Meeting. <laughs> I know, sorry, see, now you got me started. Um, Jennifer Hartman's series, um, not series, book, Still Beating, is my all-time favorite. And yeah, you know what? I'll just cut myself off there. <laughs> I don't really have a favorite author. I just read, yeah. like, a lot of different books. Like, I think... 
you know, like I read a lot of horror, so I guess like Stephen King is one of the uh, book like authors I have probably the most books of, but uh, I don't really have like an author that like I. It's more like the book. I have favorite books, you know, and it's usually whatever I just read because my I forget. <laughs> so. Yeah, you were talking about the arc readers, and I know a lot of authors get the arc readers, and I'm I don't know if I'm in the minority, but um, I think I am. I don't really use arc readers. I never have, and in the beginning, I guess like I just I didn't really know anyone or how to reach out. I, you know, um, I barely had a following. I, I didn't even have an Instagram account when I first published um, or, when, you know, right before I published my account. And then I started one because of my hair when I was growing my silver out. And I kind of <laughs> converted that <laughs> into my author uh, Instagram account <laughs> successfully, I guess. You know, there's still a lot of people there. That's but awesome. Whatever works. Like, not one in the same is the same marketing tools, right? So, whatever works. Oh, oh, we do ask one question. <laughs> is there, like, is there anything that gets you in the mood for writing? Like, do you have any, like, ritual or traditions that you have to do in order to, like, be in the headspace? Yeah, um, the kids, you know, go to bed. <laughs> the wine, the wine comes out. <laughs> Um, and then it's just me time, like for the first time, usually in, in the day, um, I'm fortunate. My fiance, day is, um, I mean, he, you know, he has his own thing to show or hang out, laugh, talk about the day for half an hour. And then we're both like, okay, love you. See ya. And we do our own thing, you know, and me and my husband are the time. same way. Yeah, me and my husband are like the same way. Like, um, he he does music professionally, so it's like that's okay. why we're like, okay, we caught up. You go down to your studio, I stay up here in my space, and then we just do our things, and that's how we like yeah. it. I it's beautiful. That's how me and my husband are too. Like, except he's not like music. He just goes downstairs. He has his own little man cave. He like watches mm -hmm. his TV. He plays his video games, whatever, and all like be in the living room or upstairs in my room just reading off my kindle maybe like, it's like a creative yeah. thing like maybe. creatives are very good mm -hmm. at like at alone time you know what i mean yeah i'm just anti-social and i don't even want to socialize <laughs> I was with gonna my say, spouse <laughs> i was gonna say like maybe an introvert thing i don't know <laughs> yes i'm actually like, i don't even want to like no but mostly i hear you on that I think most um, married people hear me on that. They're just like, you know what? Yeah. Sometimes I just don't like the person I'm married to. But that's okay. You don't have to like them 100% of the time. You guys also I've been talked together to people for like that ever. have been married for, for like a really long time. And they always tell me they go through at least a couple years of hating their spouse almost. And I'm like, oh, my God. <sighs> okay. I wouldn't say I you know, hate but they get through my it. spouse. But, like, sometimes I just dislike him, okay? Like, he's just not my people at, at sometimes. Um, but, like Jessica said, I've been with my husband since I was 16 years old. And I'm wow. almost 36. So that's 20 years of being with the same person. It drives you a little nuts, okay? It does. <laughs> I've known him longer 
then I've been alive now. Like, I mean, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> longer than not knowing him is what I meant. <laughs> that was actually not wrong. <laughs> I met him when I was just a sperm cell. Like <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be incest then or yeah, something. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whoa, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> that's a whole nother book. We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wait, not another idea. Thanks. <laughs> you gotta write a dedication write a dedication to opinionated luscious when you finish I've it got you <laughs> i met my significant other in the scrotum it was great times <laughs> it's so bad because i just have like who's talking now or whatever that movie was oh. the baby that talked oh, you know in the yeah. beginning Look, it's who's all talking, the who's talking now but, oh yeah and it's all the sperms talking to each other like, i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it oh no i'm gonna get it and now i'm just imagining you guys like hi i'm done <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yep yep <laughs> We're not. I'm not implying anything. It's fine. I made a joke. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I, my like, husband's I, name. I'm engaged is, now. Oh no no okay. Um, I, all I was gonna say is my husband's name is Dave, but I also have a brother named David. So <laughs> I'm not close with my brother. Okay, I don't even uh, talk to him. So it's Chris's in my family. It's like everybody's name is Chris. Right? <laughs> my husband's name is Chris. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, are we related? <laughs> is there any Greek on your side of the family? Because my husband's Greek. <laughs> I I don't know. We're kind of mutts. It could be. <laughs> you know what? So are that. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. So are the Greeks. No offense, but. <laughs> I mean, Italians, <laughs> Turkish, they're all mixed in. They, French, they try to ignore just... it. They try to ignore it, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. What were you going to oh, say, what? Rose, uh, about your uh, fiance? <laughs> right. So I, oh my gosh, I was not expecting to meet um, someone. I had gone through a relationship, a marriage with um, someone for eight and a half years and when it didn't work out, I was done. I mean, I'd been married previously. So um, I just kind of thought, okay, this isn't for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just, I was focusing on my career. And then I saw this man and I said, oh my God, that's my future husband. And guess what? <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, but so he- you're, um, you're coming home with me. That's it. Like you don't get a choice. <laughs> But okay, so really, there he's 15 years younger than me. So, oh, it, go Rose! Hell it, yeah, it, it was one of those things where it was like I didn't, I think I had just moved and I didn't know how to set up like my son's gaming system. And you know, he this, um, my fiance is very into computers and games and all that, so he's like, you know, I, I could help you. And I felt like, oh my god, this sounds like the beginning of like every bad porno known to mankind, you know? Um, bad? No, those hey, are the good ones. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, hey, you got any sugar? Or, uh, you know, can I help you with your Let pipes? me help your plumbing. Um, <laughs> 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 but it worked out for God. us. And, um, 
<laughs> yeah, and we have a beautiful five-year-old now um, daughter. Aww. So that's perfect. Yeah. It helps when you're living a, a romance novel, kind of to write romance. I think you know it'd be hard if I think if I was just single or stuck in you know like a bad relationship. The the people that can write these beautiful love stories and are going through this hidden pain. I have so much respect for them. That's that's I can't even imagine. That's that's amazing though. I maybe, love that story. Maybe that's <laughs> how you can tell who writes like just straight up smut and who writes like romance. <laughs> right. It's whether or not you're in a relationship. <laughs> like, <laughs> whether or not how much porn hub you watch. Like it, it depends. <laughs> You're going to guess on how much Pornhub I watch when I re release my book. You wait. <laughs> so, but I am also okay, this, married. <laughs> right. This was a weird thing. When I when I came out with my book, um, I had been going to school. And like I said, you know, I was I was raising kids. I was, you know, going to school. And I pretty much had my head in the books. And I had stopped reading for pleasure. So, which was bad. That mm -hmm. Talking about advice for for you know, writers, like definitely read up on your genre, read up on what's going on right now, like right before you, before you publish your book. So you know, what's, what's expected. Um, because man, I, I really ticked off some readers with my first book. I knew nothing about content warnings. It was not a thing when I, you know, read romance before. Um, and that was, I really felt bad because I think it's wonderful. You know, I think it's great. Like it, there's, it's, it takes nothing for me to, to put a couple lines down for people. If it saves them a, a world of pain, you know, yeah. um, because reading it, it's for escape and enjoyment, you know, and you have to be respectful of people. I, and I think you can't go wrong with that. So I, you know, I learned quickly, um, and, and I put them and now I've got content warnings on all, all my books. So, you know, like lesson learned again. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, I really appreciate that you said how like it costs you nothing because like yeah. that's literally what it is. It's like human beings asking for like basic human decency that costs right. you nothing to do. And yeah. people being like, yeah. no, snowflake. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're it's so like, okay. quick to, to throw those judgments out now. Um, when people really, you're right, they're just asking for some decency, you know? There's yeah. Some, shouldn't Please be don't hard. make me suffer. Thank you. Right. Much yeah. appreciated. Like, just give me a, a heads up so I know whether to pick this book up or not. Like, that way I don't give you a bad review for something that, you know, it, it totally makes sense. Like, I'm... If I ever do write my book, it's going to have a lot of content warning and trigger warnings. It's it's going to be bad. There's going to be we, a whole kink list. We put trigger warnings on episodes that we talk about triggering subjects. Yeah. Yeah. So That's it good. like we do it too. Like it's not, you know, it, because it, again, it takes like 1 second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not that much work to be a decent human being. It's the yeah. shopping cart test. You know, do you yeah. put the shopping cart away? Right. It's, you, like, that's what it is. This is what the trigger warning is now. It's the new like shopping that. cart trust. Test. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you want to uh, plug any of your current books or books coming out, your social medias? Let people know where they can find you. We do have a link 
there. Uh, every all the links will be in the description. But do you okay. want to let people know? Sure. Um, you can find me on social media under either um, you know Rose Walken or author Rose Walken or Rose underscore Walken. Pretty much, if you type in <laughs> Rose Walken anywhere, um, it's not a super common name, so you'll find you'll find me. Um, and my Emerald Raven series basically is, um, like I said, it's a spy romance, um, like a romantic suspense series. And I mean, I can give a little, um, you know, like a little blurb type description. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. do it. I, I have to write things down against my mind just moves so fast. Like, uh, <laughs> we I get it. We're, with, yeah. we're very pro blurb here. Love a good blurb. <laughs> All right. So the Emerald Raven series is a spy romance, romantic suspense series. It starts with a uh, single mom, Tori McKinley, who is just head to the books trying to finish her accounting degree and take care of her young son, Sebastian. Her son's father had struggled with addiction and OD'd after they'd separated. Her first marriage ended when her husband met an underwear model at a Baltimore nightclub when he was supposed to be attending a business meeting. Even more shocking to her was that the model was a man. So she goes to her new accounting department head's office for an advisement appointment. She's read a little write-up about him in the school newsletter. There wasn't a picture, so she's mildly curious. And the way the front desk girl announces her leads Tori to believe the professor is an older man. What she finds is a gorgeous dark brown hair and green-eyed hottie. Soon after they meet, he saves her from a physical attack and then insists on taking her home to make sure she's safe. The two start dating, and that's when things really start to get crazy. Because guess what? Once again, she's fallen for a guy who isn't what he appears to be. His secrets are big and dangerous, and you'll have to read the story to find out why. Ooh! Love it. <laughs> Definite then, hook there. Then the widow's wall is it actually follows two of the side characters. Um, they're a, like a second chance romance. Um, and you like I, I guess talking about the trigger warnings and, and some or the content, you know, warnings and, and the heavy material sometimes that, that is in my book, I try to sprinkle it rather than like punch people in the gut with stuff. But I just think some things, you know, life is messy and it's important to acknowledge that. Um, but you, you need to be respectful again of it. And I, and I hope I accomplish that. I do try um, to not, you know, not make anyone unduly upset, you know, by these things. So he, David in the widow's wall, um, is the, the main hero and he suffers from a medical condition that's normally attributed to women. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but I just thought it was important um, to kind of get that out there for, you know, any men or couples that are going through issues like that to, to see that, you know, it happens yeah. and it's okay. <laughs> um, Jingle bells on the opposite end of things uh, is a holiday rom-com and it follows three friends and their paths to happily ever after that are anything but simple. So Rachel's the first in the series and she's 
accompanied to her company's Christmas party by her friends, Stella and Charlie, who are intent on helping Rachel shoot her shot with the adorable and very rich owner of the company, Talon Grant. Um, and that was a lot of fun to write because, I mean, there's a lot of National Lampoon Christmas Vacation movie references <laughs> just to blame people. I feel like I should really put that as a content warning because it's <laughs> I love that movie. My whole family does. And yeah, that's my point. husband's favorite Christmas movie is yeah. National Lampoon's Christmas. We watch Vacation. it every year. Yeah, it's <laughs> tradition. And my my brother and I, we even do like the gag gifts. There's always like a Clark the Shitter's Fool type of gift, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and then I'm so I'm writing the second book in the Jingle Bell seri uh, series, and that will be out in October of this year. The last book in the Emerald Raven series is called The Shadows Paul. That will be out uh, next spring, spring 2024. Um, and then I think I mentioned the Cinder Cinderella retelling that I'm yep. working on. So that's going to be out September of this year is what I'm oh hoping Oh, my goodness. For. You're so busy. You have so much going on. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> but I blame it on my head. You know, it just won't. <laughs> <shut up. laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much again, Rose, for being on and coming in and reading for us. I'm excited for like the million books coming out this year, apparently. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> me too. And I appreciate you guys having me on. <laughs> of oh, course. It's our pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Like, I mean, you wrote a whole book and you write lots of books. I yeah, haven't wrote one. You deserve to like, talk about them. Like, you yeah. deserve to like, have your 15 minutes. It's it's cool. We love that. I can't wait, I can't wait to hear about yours too. And it's not that you're you might finish. I know you're gonna finish. You're gonna do good. <laughs> Thank you so much. And if See you need someone to help to help promote it, you let me know. Okay, I've got you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh thank you again. And all of Rose's links will be in the description below. So look, click them. Look of follow all the future projects and current projects and read her like books that are already out um so thank you again and i will say good night great good night hey it's paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode. There's a new episode of Opinionated Lushes every Friday on all streaming platforms. And unedited episodes Saturday on YouTube. Have a cocktail suggestion? A topic of interest? A good drinking word? Feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us at opinionatedlushes at gmail.com. See you next week. Don't forget your drinks. And your opinions. 